Well, welcome, Mark, to the uh, Vocational Education Podcast again. It's been a while, so thanks for joining me. And um, today, we've got a number of different subjects we want to talk about uh, because a lot's changed in the last six months since we spoke last. certainly has. And uh, one of those is, since November last year, the release of ChatGPT and everything that's happened since, mid-journey mm. and, and all the other things that, that follow on. And keeping up to date with it mm. is almost as impossible as actually understanding it. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about that to start with. What's... Uh, What's AI meant to you in the last six months? I think it's interesting because what you would read online, you really have to be careful of the date because Mm -hmm. if you read on something, it could be what was relevant, what was valid five months ago. So you've really got to be making sure you're reading up on what's happening right now. Um, What does it mean to me? It's a tricky one because you've got both the training and the assessing side. Mm -hmm. And um, I think you and I have had some, a lot of conversations around how it's going to impact assessing. And then from my perspective around training, um, I guess a concern for trainers these days is, is, are we going to be replaced by robots? And eventually will online training will literally be sitting in front of a robot and then speaking to you and then changing the training based on your responses. And so I think training um, has a long way to go, but um, that's certainly a possibility and direction it could go to. Assessing, well, you and I have had some interesting conversations around how does chat GPT actually affect students because if they're using it to answer questions and you know how do we manage authenticity all those different kind of variables come into it Mm. so So it's raised a lot of questions is what you're saying as opposed mm. to giving us a lot of answers but it is a tool it's only a tool and um i've embraced it as much as i could have the last few months uh from the time it came out i I got an account um it was in december last year and i started using it to see what it would do and how it would respond and the difference, um, so the term machine learning obviously means that the machine itself or the, the AI itself learns from the inputs that it gets. Mm. Uh, and I've witnessed that firsthand with ChatGPT because the answers it gave me six months ago versus three months ago versus yesterday yeah. have improved greatly. Wow. Uh, in the in the area of vocational education because it's, it's a global AI. It's mm. been trained on Google data from a couple of years ago. So everything about it is just whatever's on Google. Yes. Um, which is, or the internet, really, let's face it. But uh, it, it's what it's learning from and how quickly it's learning that's interesting to me mm. because it means that uh, people who may have used it for answering questions six months ago wouldn't have got the question correct. Mm. And if they did it now, they would get the, uh, the question correct. Um, the one that comes to mind was the ACSF, so the Australian Core Skills Framework. I right. asked it about the five core skills and it got three of them right and two of them wrong. Mm. Actually confused it with the Core Skills for Work Framework, which is interesting. Uh, and lately I asked it again and it got them right. Mm. I'm like, oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, ChatGPT. I'll give you a tick for that. And we've also probably heard the reports of it passing the bar exam in New York and uh, the MIT entrance exam and stuff like that. So yes. it, it's pretty smart. Mm, very. Um but I like what you said about keeping up to date with, you know, if you're reading an article, make mm. sure it's, you know, last week. Yes. It'll be outdated. 100% agree with you there. Mm. So and I think RTOs and even um, I'm hearing a lot of murmurs in tertiary organizations mm. um, that they have integrity officers now and uh, trying to really police, well, is it really students' answer or are they overusing or um, are they using ChatGPT and what are the rules parameters around that? And we're finding that some lecturers are okay with it, yeah. some lecturers are not. And I think going forward, RTOs are going to need policies and procedures and you know what is deemed acceptable, what's not. But as you're rightly pointing out, the machines outlearning us so quickly 
and it's going so fast that I think the biggest challenge is, hate to say it, for humans to keep up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, and at the end of uh, the day, what you were mentioning is that uh, are we going to be replaced as trainers, mm. as teachers, as educators? Um, I've got a pretty strong opinion of that based on some other information I've heard, but uh, to a large extent, it's going to be a tool that's um, that shifts us a little bit yes. um what's the right word probably displaces us there right. you go uh from a large portion of what we may have done in the past like mm. session planning like mm. uh, powerpoint slides like whatever that can all just be ai yes just do all that yeah so the human aspect will be okay how do i teach another human mm. because i don't want mm. a machine to teach a human even yes. if it's very lifelike um because there's some other things that it doesn't have like mm. if you're learning from a um I was going to say a toy. Uh, I'm thinking about the latest version of Black Mirror. Right. <laughs> it's been released and they have AI toys there that uh, mimic humans, right? Now, if you're learning from a toy, what doesn't it have mm. that a human has? The one thing it doesn't have is ability to, to relate emotions. It, does, yes, does, it doesn't understand what emotions are. Mm. It might understand what they are definitively, but not express them or, or actually have them itself. So that that's why I think humans teaching humans is still going to be a thing, mm. hopefully, for yes. lifetimes ahead. Mm. But AI is going to come in. So let's talk, you mentioned a couple of things there. You said assessment, and you also said as us, us as trainers. So let's go to assessment start, mm. to start with. And you mentioned something about RTOs having policies. What should RTOs do, do you think? What should we do to to recognize AI mm. and then put a policy in place? What, what policy should we be looking at? I do. Oh, it's a tricky one because, well, do you expect referencing at, you know, set three, set four level? But I think getting students in the habit of, okay, if you're going to use a tool, reference it, yep. be open to that. And then I think that opens up the avenue of having um, informal assessment along the way to make sure that there is assessment in other contexts to prove that even if they've used a tool, we do have evidence that they do have the skills and the knowledge um, in areas that maybe can't, well, cannot be utilized by ChatGPT. We've captured it in other ways. Um, policies, procedures, I I don't know. I think it's going to evolve over time and uh, always comes back to the rules of evidence. And um, But it's a tricky one because also going forward as a trainer and assessor, maybe part of your skill set is actually the ability to use ChatGPT effectively in the right way. So it... Yeah, I'm going to throw this one up in the air and go, I'd uh, watch this face, I don't know. Mm. Um, and I think uh, what I really love is the approach that we've taken at Spec Training with um, some of the short answer questions really modifying them to sort of outdo or make it harder to actually use ChatGPT. Mm. But Yeah, so to, to expand on that, our policy is that use it, go for it, mm. use it. Uh, if you're a student and you're smart enough to know what sort of question to ask ChatGPT and it spits out an answer that's correct, as long as you know it's correct and you put it in there, what's the difference between that and reading a textbook and tearing the page out and submitting that? Right? So it's, it's no different uh, other than it's easier, mm. right? easier to do um, if you know how to use it. By the yes. Way. Yeah. So that's fine. Students can use it. Um, so what we did is we removed 99% um, of the short answer questions, replaced them by self-marking questions which requires students to complete answers. Mm. So they can't just get something to fill in the blank. 
they've got to fill in the blanks because the answers, they, they have choices, they have drag and drops, they have things like that that they have to think about to, to answer it correctly. Mm. Um, and that, strangely enough, that's using AI to beat AI because yes. uh, um, it's the self-marking artificial intelligence of our learning management system mm. that's beating the use of ChatGPT for short answer questions. Uh, and... The upside is that it reduces the work on assessors yeah. big time because, as I said, 99% of it is, is self-marked. The areas where we couldn't do self-marking was when they had to research their own units of competency or qualifications and put information in uh, regarding that. So mm. they had to answer personally. Yeah. Uh, that couldn't be cut and paste. It couldn't be dragged and dropped. couldn't be multi-choice, even though that word even coming out of my mouth is almost a sin. Um, multi-choice, that is. Uh, so, yeah, it, we, we've had to leave a couple in there. Mm. Um, no, but, but I think it's fantastic because it really touches on the cert fall level in the AQF of going, you need to be able to research, you need to be able to actually understand and apply mm -hmm. concepts. And if I'm honest, some of the questions I actually found harder than actually just short answer variations of it. So mm -hmm. yeah, I thought it was a great tactic. I thought, yeah, AI beating AI, it's a great <laughs> way to go. And yeah, it really gets around that issue. Um, and then for the questions that we can't. Well, actually go off and find the evidence, find the answer and look up the companion volume and make the students do the work because at this yeah. level, at Cert 4 and Diploma, they should be able to do it. Yeah. We still want people coming out the other end, mm. doing what we say they're going to be able to do, which is be vocational trainers and assessors mm. at that level that you expect to be able to start a job like that tomorrow. Yes. And you and I both know there are a lot of people who finish their Cert 4s, mm. uh, not from us. <laughs> but he'll finish their Cert 4s and go out to the workplace, be asked the very first question and not have a clue about it. Yes. Uh, that's what we want to avoid. Now, yeah. I don't think AI has really got a lot to do with that. That's more just about the, the maybe the way they're trained as well. Mm. So training then. So we'll go, that's, that's the assessment. We have our procedure in place. We haven't formalized it into a policy as such yet, but mm. we will. So the procedure is, and, uh, and it seems to, well, it will work. I was going to say, we're only just releasing a little bit. Uh, so for the assessment cluster for the new TAE 22, mm. we've released it. Uh, now we've got it for the, the first cluster as well, but we haven't officially released that till next week, I think. So it, it's it's all starting to happen. Um, but how about the teaching side? Okay, so we've got two parts of teaching, don't we? We've got the actual teaching mm. and we've got the planning, the preparation yeah. for teaching. Have you ever used ChatGPT to write up a session plan for you? I think uh, unofficially, no, okay. but I've just um, seen you work your magic and see the different ways that you can really extrapolate information from basing it on the unit of competency and drawing upon that, plugging that into ChatGPT and seeing what it spits out mm -hmm. and then using that to really shape your session plan. Yeah. And I thought that was really impressive. Had never thought of doing that. Um, but yeah, I think it um, could be a great strategy going forward. So you can ask it the dumb question, please write a session plan for this subject. Right. And it does it does a good job. Okay. Usually, And you can tell how long. So you want a 30-minute or a 40-minute or a two-hour right. session plan, and it does it. It even splits up oh, the timing. Oh, I cringe. Uh, I cringe, Dan. <laughs> it even splits up the timing and gives you some activities as well. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's crazy. Right. So it does that for you. But it, you remember the content, it's grabbing the content. Yes. So if you tell it a subject, it'll grab the content that it looks for. Mm. It's not going to follow a unit of competency. Right. So... If you wanted to, that's the dumb version. I said the smart yeah. version is going into the unit of competency and asking specific questions, maybe yeah. of certain elements or performance mm. criteria or knowledge requirements, and and getting some uh, information from that mm. that you can just assimilate into what you're going to talk about anyway. But remember, you've still got content that you're teaching from. Yeah, that's what teachers. Yeah, you know, they'll have that content whether it's yeah. a workbook, a textbook, online content, whatever it is. You've got it there already. So you don't want to be. Uh, 
um, confusing the students by saying, oh, yeah, but ChatGPT has got yes, some great content yes. too. I think it would be a great application, for example, you were teaching first aid and you had a first aid unit and it mentioned something like a nosebleed. Right. And then you could go to a chat GPT and say, um, what is the current standard on how to deal with a nosebleed? Yeah. And then that would certainly give you the information. It, you should know that, but um, you, know, you could certainly drop that in there. So that would be a quick, easy way to create that. Or even just use it as a discussion because ChatGPT told us this Yes, uh, and and the old um, textbook tells us this. What do you think? <laughs> right. Student. Yes. You know? uh, now, so, so that's the smarter way of using mm. it. But here's something that teachers, teachers, we can use. Uh, and <laughs> I don't know if he's showing up in the, um, in the video, but we have a dog on set. Uh, anyway, one thing we can do is ask about Activities. Yes. Right. So yes, he is showing up. Mm. But yeah, activities are uh, something that we as trainers either love or loathe. Mm. We like running them, but we loathe having to think about something new each time. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm. So just say, look, I've, I'm teaching this subject. Come up with three activities I can run for a 10-minute session in, in class. Yeah. And yeah. it'll come up with them. And wow. it'll have all the instructions of how to run it and everything. Yeah. So that's useful. Because mm. there are websites that can do that. Right. That you can find that on, but... You know, mm, mm. <laughs> so there you go. So that's the use I think as a trainer. Um, and then you mentioned something else about chat GPT, like you know, the robot taking over our job thing. Mm. What would that look like? I think it's sort of been the dream or aspiration that I get the sense that we all started out with when we had online learning or online training. You know, when I first started doing a master's of applied linguistics and I had Blackboard and I logged in, did the discussions and did my essays and all of that. I guess what I craved was a little bit more attention uh, from the actual facilitator, from the lecturer at the time. And it would have been great if, okay, I can connect with a bot or a, um, a robot and say, okay, I've got a question about XYZ, you know, tell me the answer or help me out. And uh, that robot replaced the lecturer because the lecturer is too busy doing other things. Um, it would have been great and maybe even have discussions with this robot. Um, and I guess I've just seen the Jetsons and I've seen so many sci-fi movies that I think potentially it's possible. I don't know. But I think we may get to a stage where they can actually read our emotions. Um, but I think at the end of the day, trainers, our ability is to know when someone's falling behind. Our ability is to be able to pick that up and be able to, um, I guess, really address issues and challenges that students face. And I don't know if robots will be able to do that as well as what we currently can. But, um, yeah, it'll be an interesting place to get to. Robot, um, help, I need um, clarification on question three. You know, what's, you know. There you see, that's, that's a given. Mm. So the, uh, the Khan Academy, I think we may have talked about this, but um, uh, they've put a lot of money and research and work into applying an AI chatbot tool as a coach. Okay. Um, they're developing it and they, they showed it off in a TED talk and it looks great yeah. uh, to do exactly what you're saying. Mm. I think that's where we would go with it if yeah. we were going to at all. There are instructions already on the uh, on the web of how to take chat GPT, mm. create an API for it, plug it into your website, but you still need to train it yes. on what you want to train it on. So we'd right. give it our textbook, we'd give it our assessments and say, so learn all that. Uh, and then when you're answering the question, you, so what the Khan Academy have done, they instead of giving the answer, they've trained it or they've, they've made it ask the question back. So that's the Socratic method of mm. learning, right? So when someone says, um, I, I can't add up two plus three, mm. what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Rather than it's saying, oh, two plus three is 
Yeah. Five. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, two plus three is five. It'll say, um, or have you considered adding up on your fingers? You know, right, or, okay. Or, or what's another method you could do to yeah. add these two things So together? really coaching in essence. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that that would have fed mm. that requirement of you back in the mm, day. Definitely. Or, yes. And, um, and I think that's definitely something we could do, especially with so many people choosing now to, mm. to learn online. Yeah. Remember, you and I, we would prefer if people came to a classroom, mm. sat in with others, had some social learning. Yeah. Because that's something you don't get from a, you know, had some social learning and, and enjoyed the experience of learning in a mm. classroom. That's what we would like. The fact is fewer and fewer people every, it seems like every day, but on a very obvious trend line, uh, saying, no, I just want to learn from home. I just want to do this virtually. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because even big companies, mining companies, you know, railroad companies, whatever the company may be, is often sending their students off to an online course <laughs> because it's cheaper. They don't need to actually send them to travel to a course or things like that. So, but then you have the aspect of, okay, in a manual trade or if they're actually doing a skill or a task in the workplace, can an AI robot or our AI thing assess that performance and train that performance? And I would say potentially no. Yeah. Um, so I remember the days when first aid first came out online and you were doing CPR and you were doing the clicks on the mouse mm. and you know that, that we all cringe with that because we know that that will never replicate what never it's really like. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you know what I reckon? This is my two cents worth of the future, the very near future of mm. AI and training. Um, Microsoft mm -hmm. has a billion dollar stake in open AI. Right. right. So they own it for want of a better word. And Microsoft Teams is a very popular and growing tool for trainers. Mm. So Microsoft owns Microsoft. <laughs> so why wouldn't they, while you're on a Teams um, training session, why wouldn't you be able to add mm. AI bot? Yes. Add ChatGPT into your chat. So when you're, you're a student, mm. you're watching the teacher, the teacher is going through maybe a learning program, very mm. difficult concept to get your head around sometimes. And rather than disturb the teacher because other people seem to be getting it, you just ask the chatbot on the side mm. because it's already plugged into Microsoft Teams. Right. And you go, well, what should I be thinking about? If, you know, and if it's, if it's smart enough to know that, then fantastic. Mm. And that's where things, like when we looked at the, well, I, I did a bit of research before this, looking at the top 10 education AI tools. Uh, five of them had something to do with coaching. Right. Uh, and... For all of those five, they had to be individually trained themselves on that. Right. So whether it was maths, so one of them was maths for Boston University or something like that. Uh, but yeah, they had to be trained. So I'd imagine that if we're going to have a plug-in, yes. it needs to still be trained on what it's there for. Because mm. just providing some broad internet answer to what a learning program is, yes. is going to throw your student off on a tangent, mm. which would mm. be worse than if they'd stopped the, you, know, you as a trainer to, to ask the question. So anyway, that's that's AI in a nutshell right now. Yeah. It's going to be funny. You just said before <laughs> that the next conference we go to, National Vet Conference, everyone will be talking about AI. That's going yeah. to be the majority of the um, of the discussions or, or presentations. I'm like, yeah. And my, my eyes are rolling, everyone. They're rolling because everyone's going to have their slight little different version of the same thing, how much they've used it, what they've used it for, and they're going to think they're the best at it. Mm. And I, I do cringe at those sorts mm. of things. Um there are experts out there, yeah. Um, but experts in AI are not experts in education. Experts mm. in education are not experts in AI. 
bring me someone who's done both. I might listen to them, mm. but I think it's going to be pretty cringy over the next six to 12 months. Yeah. Um, I'm actually, I'm giving a talk um, later this year in Sydney and I've expressly not said anything about AI. <laughs> right, right. Because what I know now yes. versus in six months time is going to be, or well, three months time even, is going to be a lot different. So who am I to listen to? Mm, mm. All I've got is my experiences and they're going to be different from other people there. Yeah. So I don't think uh, it's too wise to be listening to too many other people at mm. the moment. Just do your own research. Oh my God, that sounds like a conspiracy theorist, doesn't it? Do your own research. <laughs> Think for yourself. Think for yourself. See, yeah. what, see what comes up. Well, I think there is a three sectors. There's the high schools, there's a the vet sector, and then the tertiary. Oh, and all yep. three of them are impacted. All three of them are going to have trends or things that they do that are going to be shared across the three sectors. Yeah, and, mm. and even just mentioning tertiary, where they're spinning around, because they're the ones big, uh, the, the most affected, Yes, I think. Because yeah. at school, you know, if kids don't learn, they're not going to pass their test, and their mm. tests are in class. Universities, the majority of universities now do online. Yes. Right? So, the, well, all of them. So they their assessments are all just written stuff sent mm. in. Mm. So that's perfect for chat GPT. Thank you very much. Yes. It loves it. And Quillbot and all the other things mm. that you can use to, to scare the system or scam the system. So, yeah, they're the worst hit, and they're the ones who've got to really clamp down. So that'll be fun. And they've got a lot of influence to our mm. education, so it could come down into vet as well. But... We'll see. I shouldn't say down into vet. It makes us sound like we're below higher education. We're on the same plane. Ooh, there's a controversial thought. Anyway, folks, well, that's that's it for um, AI and education from our point of view. Thanks, Mark, for your two cents as well. Um, and I'd like to hear your input, you being the audience. Just let us know how you've used it, what you've used it for. If you haven't used it, why not? Um, and what your thoughts are around assessment. Like We talked about what we're doing. What could you be doing? Maybe you've got a great idea about how to um, get around the use of ChatGPT or even better, how to harness it. Mm. Okay. So on that note, we'll um, see you in the next podcast. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>